creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, our illustrious producer. He's not really our producer. He's more like our engineer. Uh, yeah. My brother, the inside Taylor man. Strang. The inside man. Mm-hmm. What I yeah, call that's him. right. <laughs> On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. Uh, joining us from the Jersey Shore, Jesse Carey. That's right. That's right. We are on family vacation, but, you know, I'm giving the people what they want, That's and right. I'm here proud, <laughs> proud to be here. And all the way from the floor of a bedroom, Annie F. Downs. <laughs> That's exactly right. Good morning, Jess. Well, what city are you in, Annie? I'm in Nashville. This is actually my house. I just have to be in my house because I have no hot water, and so there's people working on my house currently. Oh. Lovely. So if you see people passing by, I'm not like running some sort of weird uh, business out of my home. It's that I'm getting hot water. I told her I I, I uh, respect people's privacy. There could have been a man walking a live tiger through her bedroom right now, and I would, would not have said anything out of respect. Jesse, I got a I got a question for yes. you. With you being on vacation but doing the podcast, is this like a, a bad Chevy Chase movie where you're just ignoring the kids? Like yeah. the wife is out there, like you're missing it. You're missing like our vacation. You're like, I gotta work. The podcast has got to be. There. I don't. I don't even know where my children are. So I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming everything is fine. It's a you know the culture here in the Jersey Shore. It's a very trusting place. Um, uh, you know what, well, Cameron? Do you want to introduce the guest first? But because I'd like to do the. I, I, let me give context okay. here. All right. I'm. This is Tuesday of a week long trip. We got in Saturday night. I will be here until Saturday, and I wanted to bring to you. I guess maybe we can introduce the guests, and then I'll bring to the the people the two most Jersey Shore moments of the trip so far. <laughs> I'm so into this. I'm so Three ready. days in. Oh, pins and needles. Uh, okay, coming up later. Kim Walker Smith joins us. Uh, Jesus oh. Culture has a brand new album out called Living with Fire. Uh, very apropos for Northern California, where they're from. Oh, too soon. Cameron's coming in hot. Today. People are losing their hearts. <laughs> hey, I didn't name the album. Uh, Jesus Culture has a new album out. Kim Walker Smith joins us. We love her. Uh, she's one yeah. of my favorite vocalists. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, and we also have, in case you missed it, and we have uh, your feedback coming up later on the show. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, you show. are at the Jersey Shore, as you do every mm-hmm. year. Longtime <laughs> listeners know this is the annual tradition for your family. You do still always join us for the podcast. It's I do. Like a, I you do. come up for fresh air. <laughs> you, you, There's a lot to process. <laughs> Why There's the Jersey Shore, Jesse? Sorry, I don't know this yeah, answer. That's a great is question. that just my, like the family spot? Yeah, so my my in-laws are, are from and have always lived in New York and raised my um my wife and and her sister in in the area. So this is like their vacation spot. So they're gracious enough every year to get a house right here uh, on the the Jersey Shore, like right down. So I've been coming here before the TV show, you know. (laughs) Um, So when 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 the reality show hit, I was very excited because I knew a lot of the haunts. You know, just from vacation. It is that Jersey Shore. It's not like because Jersey is a long 
it's long, very state long state with a it's lot a of coast. Shore, yeah. You're not going yeah. to a, like a, a fancy part. You're literally going to the gym tan laundry we, section. <laughs> we, I mean, I can see, I can look out the window at, from where I'm sitting right now and, and pretty much see the boardwalk of Seaside Heights. Like, so, so really? yesterday. You're so, like literally at the Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore. <laughs> Is this why you're wearing a hat right now? Because if you took it off, your hair would be spiked straight up. Yeah, I mean, you you drive through the toll booth coming over the bridge here, and Mm -hmm. they jail you right there. (laughs) They they give you your little parking pass, and they give you um, that gel with, like, the bubble, like, L.A. looks gel that has, like, a lot of bubbles in it. They give you one of those tubs right when you come through town. And it's like a drum. It's like an oil drum of it. It's not the... Just a big vat, just a big vat of L.A. looks. You know, L.A. looks, a lot of people thought went out, they, you know, used to see them, like, at the drugstores. Yeah. pretty common thing yeah. you know th- this is the only this they're only hanging strong right here this is like this is the equivalent of that last guy who's still using myspace yeah. is the is the jersey shores relationship to la looks hair job um, so so i was i was <laughs> yesterday i was walking up to like the boardwalk area at seaside heights like literally a st- i could see the jersey shore house like the house with the italian flag on the garage door no right, way. Like right there mm-hmm. oh wow so I'm walking up because it has a big boardwalk. Is it like a tourist attraction or do people put Man. like flowers out in front of it and stuff? Yeah, it's again, it's tubs of hair gel as in yeah. memorial. <laughs> yeah. It's like old dumbbells and stuff. Do other people still there. stay there? Can you yeah. like still rent it's it? It's for rent. It's definitely for rent. Um, I wanted to like knock on the door, but I'm sure they get that all the time. But, You're just going to so, use that duck phone. Yeah. Don't they have yeah. a duck phone? They, go, <laughs> they do have a duck phone. I'm assuming that's still there. And so, I so. I, I I'm walking up there, and this is Jersey, Jersey Shore this Reunion is, is on MTV right now. They're in Miami, and they brought yeah. the duck phone from the house. Yeah. So. Well, and do you know oh, why okay. it's in oh. Miami? Because this a lot of people around here are talking about that. They actually are they really? I, was, I was on the beach yesterday, and I swear this is true too. This isn't even one of my top two Jersey Shore moments <laughs> of Tuesday of this week. Is that they were having you know those sky uh, advertisement planes with yeah. like a banner yeah. or whatever yeah. that says like yeah. hey come to this bar or you know. You know, the amusement park, it was literally just the logo of Jersey Shore and it had the times that it was on MTV. And it's like no. as if people here don't know. But the big <laughs> scuttlebutt around town is this this new season, the family reunion. That's what they advertise around here is when airing times of Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> fascinating. But the big scuttlebutt around here is that the, the family reunion episode of Jersey Shore is not filming at Jersey Shore. No. Because Jersey Shore would not let them back. Oh, like, really? Literally, MTV oh. wanted to do the reunion here, so that's why they're in South Beach. Um, they wouldn't let them do but it. But the show's still called Jersey I Shore. I don't now. know about that, because they filmed the first couple episodes there. I mean, because when they were all kind of like, you're catching up on what are the characters doing now, they did film there, and we saw the house and stuff. They were visited. I, I, they visited hey, the old I'm, boss and stuff. And then they caught wind of it, that they were there. Yeah, oh. they caught wind. <laughs> I think they were probably going gorilla. Um, <laughs> and and uh, So anyway... Uh, so here's Jersey Shore moment number one. I'm walking to the <laughs> to the boardwalk and I, I'm passing by like a little uh, parking attendant booth or whatever. And this guy cut off T-shirt like jogs up to the booth and he looks at the parking lot attendant. And he goes, hey, where's the liquor store? <laughs> and like the, the parking lot attendant, without even looking up from his magazine, just kind of haphazardly motions down the street. The guy <laughs> turns to walk in that direction 
literally jumps and does a double fist pump. No. <laughs> Just at the news that someone had air? waved him in the direction where I saw a double jump fist pump in the wild. In the wild. All it had to do was motion them to where they could buy Mad Dog 2020. It was a fantastic moment. That's something I do. The only, I've never been to Jersey Shore. Never like interacted with any of Jesse. You're the closest yeah. that I've been same, to somebody same, from same. the vicinity of Jer- Jersey right, Shore. Yeah. But when I watch the show, I do like, despite how bad they are, and they're bad. Yeah. They're bad people. Yeah, I like how humans. close hey, they are to they're joy. Not bad people. They're 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 not they're good bad. people. They're, they're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I do like and admire and want to emulate in my own life how close they are to joy at any moment. <laughs> Little things get them really yeah. excited. Well, also, the vicinity to malt liquor just and, like and I want that. Into the and room. I want that for my life. Maybe not in the same context, but in the same. But I want that same exuberance. I do that same live life. that way. There's something celebratory around every corner. It's a double-edged sword, though. They're that close, a razor-thin edge to exuberance and also rage. I mean, it's like... Yeah. A lot of drama. You can't have one without the other. There's no the in-between. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't believe in balance. They are... I think the I mean, malt it's, liquor is what sends them from one to the other. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of <laughs> right. concerning. I mean, it sounds like they're, they're each suffering from a real emotional disorder. But we consume it for our entertainment. <laughs> the situation um, this year is sober because he has a legal situation the situation yeah. is a yeah. legal situation, and so he's... He's actually well, doing pretty well, right? Hasn't he kind of cleaned up his yeah. act, and well, the, he's like a financial consultant or something? I saw a friend of mine's Insta story last night at, from the VMAs. So. Oh, on the wow. show, yeah, well, on the show, yeah. he's he's a, kept it clean and, and all that, and which was like, they're all partying and stuff, and he's just kind of sitting there, you know, in the corner, just like, thanks, yeah. guys. You know, I mean, considering a major plot point of this season is will or will several of them end up going to prison. It kind of shows the trajectory <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Um, but so Jersey Shore moment number two. Grant, remember, this is Tuesday. I'm on the beach yesterday hanging out. And this little kid comes just blasting by me, kicking sand everywhere. He's like four years old and he's got like blonde, spiky hair, you know, and I hear this mom go. Axel Slayer, you get back here. No. <laughs> Axel, Axel Slayer. Slayer. Oh my word. Axel Slayer. And I mean, and it was your I, wife, I'm, and that is your son. <laughs> no, but Guys, I'm guessing that kid is, I mean, obviously born and raised here, <laughs> mm. you know, right. on, on the sands of, of the Jersey Shore. And, and that both of his first and middle names are an homage to 80s right. heavy metal. You know, it, it, like, I feel like. That I feel like that kid, they're already like setting aside bail money for him. Like a lot of kids, they have a scholarship fund. Axel Slayer has a bail oh, fund right. that his parents right. are just contributing I, to. Like now, the but. math doesn't add up for me that a four year old's mom was into 80s hair metal because, like, you would have to be in your, what, teens to really, really be into your music. Yeah. If she's in her teens in the late 80s, She's she's early seventies. She's no, forty five, forty six. No, 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 no. no. no she People was, in Jersey Shore didn't stop listening yeah. to heavy metal. I think, I think Axel's still a hot property <laughs> in Jersey Shore yeah. today. Yeah. Scanning the dial here, like when I'm running errands, just yeah. curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the first thing I heard. This is like yesterday afternoon. I turned on. It was um, uh, in the air tonight by uh, y- you know. Um, <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yeah. I have. I haven't heard <laughs> Phil Collins in the air tonight on the radio. Maybe ever, May, you know, since it was out. But it's like that's the kind of jams they just throw down during drive. All right, time, so you, you know, yeah. so 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 Axel so, Slayer's mom was like, is just like 
20 right now is what you're saying she just loves oh exactly yeah, okay. exactly yeah. you know they're still that's a whole <laughs> different Axel conversation is still at the peak yeah. yeah of of yeah i have no idea how old she is but uh yeah so i saw axel slayer i saw a double fist pump in the wild um those are two things i'm checking off the list so i'm excited <laughs> for to your, check for in your jersey week. shore bingo you're really gonna get it i believe in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah one of them is is toddler with heavy metal inspired name check right there right there double fist pump Check, you know, right. and someone just haphazardly motioning to the closest liquor store. Check, check. Right. I mean, we're the you middle know, square so. is being able to walk by the Jersey Shore house, and you can do it. So done. Yeah, Italian flag garage door. The other one, the other one is seeing someone consuming one of those margaritas with two Coronas being arrested. And yeah. I'm yet to, I haven't seen that, but I'm assuming I just haven't. You know, I mean, it's, it's Tuesday morning, so that's probably prime time for. Isn't there a like name that. for those? Like an actual. There's an actual name yeah. for the margarita with the it's called, little it, cor- yeah, it's co- it's called alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw one of those was at a bubblegum shrimp company on the beach. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah. everything you need to know. Uh, we'll move the show yeah. along. It is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, a living it DVD is responsible for the Justin Bieber Haley Baldwin engagement. If you, rec- do you know, hold on, hold on. Can, can I just say, do you know how what? tempted I was to make this the only in case you missed it? <laughs> because it ties, like this is the earlier. this is like oh, if yeah. you had to tell me what is the perfect relevant podcast in case you missed out. Well, it's got to have Justin Bieber. Yeah, it probably should have a callback to when we were making fun of living it, and <laughs> and it, it needs to have a YouTube clip. And we found it. We found well, it. Well, as uh, podcast listeners know, back in two thousand four. Actor Stephen Baldwin produced and starred in a Christian skateboarding video called Living It. We talked about it just only a month or two ago because it was being promoted at that trade show where he <laughs> was playing poker with Jerry Jenkins and he crawled into the bed and he yeah. was telling me how his magazine, Living It magazine, is going to have a million circulation and relevant was yeah. nothing. And yeah, the whole thing. We're connected. Uh, yeah. Well, the video was part of his efforts uh, to promote his Living It ministry, which is essentially a Christian outreach to young people. Well, as you know, a month ago, uh, Justin Bieber announced his engagement to model Haley Baldwin, who's Stephen Baldwin's daughter. And now we know how they met. So in a recently resurfaced YouTube video, Stephen Baldwin is waiting for the young pop star in a hotel lobby and gives him a copy of the Living It DVD with young Haley standing by his side. He then introduces his young daughter to young Bieber. Here is audio of the first meeting of (laughs) Jaylee. My name is Steve. Haley. This is my daughter, Haley. We've been enjoying your music. I just met Stephen Baldwin. Really cool dude. Just give me this uh, this skate video um, that he produced. It's awesome. There it is, folks. History in That's the making. That's unbelievable. Here's why, you know, when... When when Stephen Baldwin made to you the bold prediction that Living It magazine was going to be more bold. successful than Relevant magazine back in the day, it's fine with me. He was a millionaire. I was a yeah. nobody. That's totally. But I don't think cool. what you factored in is the hustle that Stevie B has. He's waiting in the lobby <laughs> of a hotel. Man, the marathon <laughs> exactly. way. Yeah, as well. he's oh, waiting man. in the lobby of a hotel with with his daughter, who would one day become Justin's wife. And he's waiting there. Mrs. Bieber. And, and hands him out. Bieber's like 12 in that video, you know? Yeah. That's insane that they have that recorded from the first time they ever met. That's kind of adorable. And I'll say this. The, the magazine may not have, like, 
may not have seen the success that was predicted. It may not have like reached quite those heights. But the legacy, yeah, yeah, is a powerful one. <laughs> Family, you know, that's like a big that that's a, that's Shut immortal. Up. If it wasn't for that DVD camera, and it, you know what, Cameron, I think, and I don't think this is a stretch to say, I think it's probably you. That's responsible for Jaylee, that the marriage, you know, our our generation for a wedding. Here's why. Because during that conversation with Stephen Baldwin at the launch of both Relevant and Living It, he your doubt that he was going to hit a million subscribers like in two months or whatever his goal was. I made fun of him and he's like, I'm going to go wait out in the lobby for pop stars and get this in their hands. Yeah, that that young punk doesn't know my hustle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for you, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin would not be together right now. Congratulations. <laughs> that is, that is, that, and true. Did, did y'all come up with Jaylee or is that their name they've come up with? Jesse wrote it in the notes. I, I put it in the notable. notes, but I believe I've heard, I, don't, I can't take credit for it because That's somehow terrible. I knew it, but I think it works. I think it's Jaylee. I mean, it's terrible. terrible, but it sounds better than Huston. So I think they <laughs> went with you. Very true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey, you missed it. Jim Carrey said that he has a painting of Jesus in every race in his home. Uh, the actor is the subject of a new extended profile in The Hollywood Reporter uh, in preparation for the release of his new Showtime series, Kidding. Uh, in the piece, he talks about why he walked away from the spotlight in recent years, his displeasure with the business of Hollywood, and his unique collection of artwork, much of it... That he created. Well, at one point, the writer is invited into Jim's home and notices a painting depicting a Jesus of every race hanging in the entryway. He explained, I wanted to capture Christ's consciousness coming through the ether. In recent years, uh, Jim Carrey has expressed interest in the thoughts on an array of spiritual and religious ideas, including the teachings of Jesus. And last year, he spoke in a meeting for the ministry uh, Homeboy Industries, led by Jesuit Reverend Greg Boyle, which seeks to rehabilitate former gang members and inmates, telling them that uh, they should live uh, the example of Jesus. Here's a clip. You made the decision to walk through the gate of forgiveness to grace, just as Christ did on the cross. He suffered terribly, and he was broken by it to the point of doubt and a feeling of absolute abandonment which all of you felt. And uh, then there was a decision to be made. And the decision was to look upon the people who were causing that suffering or the situation that was causing that suffering with compassion and with forgiveness. And that's what opens the gates of heaven for all of us. So, Have you guys seen that document? Was it a documentary um, on him recently? Like, I I feel like I want... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh that, man, that's fascinating. Yeah, Jim and Andy. That's what it was. Yeah. It was like he, yeah. his mind like shifted when playing the role yeah, of Andy Kaufman. He, I'm telling you, I think he he's one of the more interesting characters to watch to me. Yeah, totally with you. Yeah, I, uh, I would love yeah, to. Yeah. I would love to talk to him for for the magazine at some point. He just seems like such a yeah. his story. Oh yeah, from going from the Dumb and Dumber guy. You know, he was written off a couple of years ago, and then he sort of started surfacing online with these really interesting videos and thoughts on on. And well, not American culture, yeah. and not only that. I mean, even predating his Hollywood success, which he was like, you know, uh, at one point like twenty million dollar a movie actor. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he's one of the biggest actors in the world. But before that, before he landed like in Living Color, he was homeless. You know, his his family growing up was destitute, and he seems to have this sort of profound realization that success 
um, without some sort of spiritual weight behind it leads to emptiness because he's been on both sides of the spectrum. The the spiritual journey that he's on and is expressing and things like that interview talking about kind of his like interesting take on his own artwork and also, you know, basically preaching a sermon to these guys. Uh, It it is a really interesting journey. That's what struck me with uh, that documentary, Jim and Andy. It was like he reached the pinnacle because like when he was a young starving artist, comic just starting out, he talks about it in the film, but famously kind of wrote himself a $10 million check you know, mm-hmm. that he wanted to cash one day and, and, yeah, yeah. and he achieved that and so much more. He had achieved more than he ever, you know, it was like, that was the dream. That was a hustle. When I get to this level, I'll be happy or I'll be fulfilled. And then yeah. he more than accomplished it. And it was like at that place, realized the absolute emptiness of that place. And right. he walked away from it and so much, and he's looking for something more. And I, it's just like such a, as a Christian to watch that, it's, you know, as a non-believer watches that, I mean, it's like, it's such a telling uh, American story or modern story of like, we think that, you know, we're chasing success and we're chasing all this stuff. And then it's just like empty when you get it. And it's like, yeah. it really is that we all have this hole that only God can fill. We all have it, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating how transparent he is and how candid he is about that searching that he's on right now. And uh, yeah, go watch that documentary if you haven't seen it. And isn't it interesting that we all think, um, yeah, everyone else wasn't satisfied by that thing, but I will be. Right. Yeah. You know, like we all yeah. think, oh yeah, Jim Carrey. Oh, I get it. And oh, I yeah, my friends say that. My pastor says that, but but I'll, I... I can bet for my life, it'll be different. And you're like, no, 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 this is, this is universally true. There was a great interview with Scooter Braun, the um, Mm -hmm. producer, you know, he sat down, I think he was on the Bill Simmons podcast. I can't, I can't remember. He's the one who found and and made Justin Bieber. I mean, if people don't know who Scooter Braun is. Yeah. And basically he tells his story of pretty much just being, you know, an insane workaholic from the ages of 15 to, you know, later in, you know, he's probably in his 30s or early 40s now, but has, you know, has a massive, he's one of the most important figures in the music industry right now. He manages Justin Bieber and a ton of other pop stars, but he had that realization too, where he, at, at one point, you know, he spent his entire youth working as hard as he can to to achieve wealth. And he had this plan, I'm going to have it all, and then I'm going to retire, relax, and finally enjoy my life. And he realized when that moment came, it was the saddest moment of his life because he realized he felt emptier at that point than he did when he had nothing. And that was the hardest moment, that, you know, and he kind of talks about kind of discovering spirituality after that, but he had the same sort of realization. You know? I, just last week, there's a famous, uh, it's making the rounds an interview with Elon Musk, who, when you look at him, he's the real life Tony yeah. Stark and he's changing the world with innovation and, and, and technology. And, 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 and you think like if anybody is a dreamer and optimistic and whatever, He's in there. He was candidly opening up about how his personal life is crumbling right now because of stress and the pressure. And he's out there trying to change the world and he is going home to emptiness, you know? And he's not going home. I mean, there were in that article, there were multiple times where he said, I never left the office. Sleeping at his desk or or under his desk, even. Yeah. 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 I thought that was an incredible, I was, I'm glad you brought that up, Cameron. Cause when I read that, I was wondering, I was wanting to know what you guys thought after you read that, just, just based on, it is so fascinating to me that the people who seem to be providing the most for our culture also seem to suffer the most. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think it's what you said really hit the nail on the head, Annie, is that in our mind, no matter how many stories I hear about how money just seems to make people's lives worse, I still think, well, but it would, but it would make my life better. (laughs) But there's, but there's, there's as many as grains of sand as are on the seashore. There are profiles out there about people who really wanted, who really wanted to make their first million, their first billion or whatever. And it's, and it ruined them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just, that's a lesson yeah. that I've, I've written about. I've interviewed people about it for this magazine. I've interviewed people about it. It hasn't sunk in for me. Yet. Well, well it, it's like, I mean, you know, n- not to be overly preachy, but like when, you know, Jesus talks about it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't think that's necessarily like saying wealth is evil. It's a cautionary tale of like what happens when you put your security. It's not about I don't think he's talking about eternal life in the kingdom of well, heaven it, there necessarily. Yeah. I think he's talking about the kingdom of heaven right now. Well, it's you like, can't be. A, right. It's very difficult to be a part of the community and and the peace yeah. that, that that comes with being a part of the community and the body of Christ and the kingdom of God when your security is built up in kind of things that will ultimately be empty. So yeah. what is your heart focused yeah. on? I mean, what's the yeah. first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning and the first and the last thing you think of when you go to bed at night? What are you what are you yeah. focusing your heart on? And that yeah, that's telling, you know, um, yeah. hey, in case you missed it. Uh, an upcoming issue of Batman. This is apparently a Tyler Huckabee token comic book. It was last week. It's out in the wild. You can go purchase it from your local comic book store right now. An upcoming issue of Batman will explore why he's not a Christian anymore. The recent run of Batman comics by red hot comic book writer Tom King has leaned into Batman's human side, exploring his loneliness and even struggles with mental health. Now, the series is going to tackle yet another of the Dark Knight's all-too-human experiences, Lost Faith. In a preview of an upcoming issue, Bruce Wayne reveals that his father raised him as a Christian. And then in the issue, uh, he explains that his father taught him to give your will to the Lord, saying he wanted me to believe too, but he wanted me to come to it on my own. We went to church. He told me all the stories. However, after he was killed, Bruce walked away from uh, the faith. And uh, Did we know he was a Christian, Tyler? That was that was canon, yeah, yeah. That he huh. was a, a Methodist. So he does he say the word does he say the word atheist? Because so, that was the headline I was seeing make Christian the rounds. Is that Batman's Methodist. an atheist? The, in the comic in the comic book itself, it does say atheist. Yeah. Oh wow! Hmm. Oh wow! But it's it's. I felt like it was interesting that they they you know the the panels. I think we, we even shared some on the site where he he made it very clear that like the big thing that his dad wanted for him was to for him to rediscover. To, for him to discover faith on his own and to not have it like not force him into it. Yeah. I just felt like that was kind of an interesting way to take that story. Tyler, you know? I, having never read a panel of Batman in my life, um, do you think that this is like, like he's this, this arc is like, okay, dad wanted me to find it on my own. I, I've decided, no, I'm an atheist. And then something will happen where he discovers faith down the road. And like, I think that would be maybe for a different writer. I could see them going that route. Cause that's a pretty well trod, story uh not just in comics but in a, in a lot of movies but i don't think they're gonna uh, that would surprise me with this one the Why? creative there's a creative team behind this uh there's like with most comic books there's a writer and an artist uh the writer tom king is uh is is not a is not a christian and he's talked about that a little bit but the artist is a guy named lee weeks who i think actually lives there in orlando with you guys and he is a christian and he's a pretty outspoken christian i thought the so, artist was prince Formally, oh that's formally known. Yeah, right. It's yeah, yeah. not he's a, he's a symbol. He's an unspeakable symbol. Oh, man. Um, Gosh. 
So, uh, so no, I don't think in this one, but you know, these stories end up, Batman's been around for 70 years and he'll be around for long after we're all dead and gone. So I'm sure somebody will at some point find another way to explore his religious beliefs. Or yeah, lack I, I, I mean, cause I feel like, and, and I'm not like a Batman aficionado, but like, it seems like the, the most, um, motivating factor in, in Batman's story is rage. Like he's not out for necessarily just vengeance. He is, but his, his motives aren't necessarily Christian ones. Like he wants justice, but he's not like Superman, you know, like he wants to to punish people and try to absolve his pain. He's the Cape Crusader. It's a, it's his one man war on what, what happened to him and he hasn't found. Yeah. A Batman at peace wouldn't really be Batman. So it does feel what a troubled character. So oh, yeah. it, that's interesting that if it's we get not going like, on this, we're going to be here all day. It's not like there's another podcast out there that can discuss this. But, but, but like that's an interesting point that like Superman's motivation of fighting evil is is justice and the greater good, and Batman yeah. is literally to almost fill the void that's in his life, the pain that's in his life by punishing the bad that took yeah. his family from him. Well, like, I think there's a really positive motivation with a character like Spider-Man who has that with great power comes great responsibility, which is just a good, that's just a good motto for every, all of us to abide by. I mean, Annie tells me that every day, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like the interesting different difference is like in those two cases, like Spider-Man didn't ask for those powers. He received them on accident where Batman still has no power. Yeah. Right. Anything he has, it's because he built it. He literally built he's, it himself. He's just a guy who wants to dress up like a Batman. The guy in the tuxedo helps him build stuff, right? <laughs> Alfred, Alfred the butler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alfred's so. kind of an enabler probably at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, lastly, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Ariana Grande and The Roots paid tribute to Aretha Franklin with a fantastic performance of Natural Woman. I mean, as you, as you know, the the iconic singer passed away this, past, this week uh, at the age of 76 after a fight with cancer. Ariana Grande was a guest on The Tonight Show, and she joined the house band to cover the famous song and pay tribute to Franklin. Uh, she had met uh, Aretha Franklin before, and she actually initially declined to sing a cover out of anxiety she'd be too emotional. Uh, but it was Questlove, ultimately, who convinced her to join his band in the cover. Here's a clip. Before the day I met you, life was so unkind. You're the key to I'm a, I, yeah, I think she's, she's so great. Good. I like her. Yeah. I want to be friends with her. She's like, I think she'd be really fun just to like yeah. go hang out with and get lunch with. And she yeah, could, I'm she could be- like sit in your like front pocket. Yeah, your, I was like, is, I literally was about to say, isn't she pocket sized? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, she's just a little. I, thing. I just like anyone who has a name that could be misheard as a Starbucks drink. You know, one Aria, one Ariana <laughs> Grande, please. <laughs> one pop, one pop. <laughs> what's it called karaoke carpool karaoke (laughs) they go into starbucks have y'all watched it yet no it's really funny it's funny because there's this there's this rumor like that people have spread about her that she insists on being carried and won't walk places and so then james corden insists on carrying her into starbucks and then she orders and they're like what size and she's like obviously grande (laughs) it's it's really funny 
All right, well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Kim Walker-Smith joins us. Listening to James Hersey, the song is real for you. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard St. Lucia with Bigger. Kim Walker Smith has been a worship leader with Jesus Culture for more than a decade. The collective is set to put out their 11th live album, Living with a Fire, this month. Uh, Kim recently talked to us about the process of recording live worship and also gives us a behind the scenes look at some of the standout songs on the album. Here is our conversation with Kim Walker-Smith. This album's called "Living with a Fire," and yeah. it uh, obviously that's that's one of the songs. But I'm wondering why uh, did you why did you decide to make that the center of the record mm-hmm. and the thing that stood for the entire record as a whole? Yeah. Well, um, next year, Jesus Culture will be celebrating 20 years of ministry, which is so crazy. I cannot yeah. believe that we have been doing this for 20 years. But um, we we just felt like um, with this record, it feels really special because we are approaching our 20-year anniversary. And when we sat down to kind of talk about this record and what we wanted it to be, what we wanted it to sound like, um, the songs that we wanted to put on there, that sort of thing. One thing that we kind of decided um, te- like on a technical level and as musicians was we kind of wanted to get back to our roots just a little bit. So um, a lot of our music and a lot of modern Christian worship music has a lot of tracks. Um, The songs sound really big and really full because of all the different tracks that we can layer in there, the different sounds and instruments. Um, You could hear like six guitars and there's only one guitar player up there, you know, things like that because of all the layers of tracks. And um, we wanted to just kind of strip it down a bit and make sure that all of the songs were really easy to translate and to play in church, whether you knew how to get tracks or not or you knew how or you had a full band or not and um just kind of wanted to kind of go back to our roots but in having that conversation and talking about um musically kind of going back just a little bit to our roots we were talking about going back to our roots in other ways and in the ways that we um we really take our time in worship to go after those spontaneous moments. And to us, the most beautiful sound in worship is not necessarily what's coming out on stage, but the sound 
coming out of the people when they really are engaging in worship and they're right there with you and they're singing out from the bottom of their hearts, you know, and, and it doesn't matter whether they can sing or not. It's just getting that that worship out and, and just having a moment all together worshiping Jesus. And, um, and we realize in discussing all of this that um, we we have really like fought for and contended for that flame inside of us that you know the the passion for worship and the passion for what we do and even our relationship with each other like i i mean i've i've talked candidly before about i'm the only girl in an all dude band and over the years i mean it's it's not been easy they're like my brothers and just like your brothers, there's days when you love each other and days when you don't get along, you know? And, um, we have all like, you know, Chris and I have been leading worship together now for almost 20 years, banning, uh, the director of Jesus culture and our pastor, him and I have been doing ministry and working together for 20 years. And it's just, um, that, especially this day and age within church world, within music, within the music industry, that is a long time. And we've, we've just, um, we've worked really hard at fighting for those relationships, making our relationships important, doing life together, but also our passion for Jesus. And we feel like, um, you know, way back, way, way back, we remember um, our when we were at Bethel, Bill Johnson, our pastor there, he had said one time, um, you know, what's what's most impressive at, at, you know, 20 years from now is not how many albums you've done or um, how great you've done with ministry or whatever. What's really impressive is if in 20 years, if I ask you, are you still burning? And if you can say yes. Yeah. And we realized now, after all these years, we th- that came up, and we remembered all, all those years ago him him talking to us about that, and we kind of looked at each other. And we said, "Are you still burning?" And we felt like we could honestly say, "Yes." And there's been moments that we've had our ups and downs, and we've had to fight for and contend for that. But we feel like, yes, our hearts are still burning for Jesus. Our hearts are still burning for worship and to love Him, and our hearts are still burning to see people uh, encounter Him in worship. And so that's just a long way to say we decided (laughs) to name the album Living With a Fire because it, it it, that just that phrase means so much to us on so many different levels. Is there a moment then on the record that you would highlight as something that in the performance felt especially honest and real in that way? Things coming to my mind right now, like there's um, a song called Not Afraid, um, which is a really strong declaration of just even in the midst of fear and feeling those things that we're trusting God that we're going to walk through the 
the hardship, the storm, the fire, the battle, whatever it is, he's going to see us through all the way to the other side. I love in that song that it is honest about the hardship and about what we're facing, but it has a bold declaration of God getting us through to the other side. Um, Katie sings um, Defender, which originally Rita Springer did, and um, Katie did a cover of Defender, and that song is incredible because it's another song that I feel like expresses authenticity really beautifully in um, just <laughs> being broken and and God being the one to come and bring us back together, and also God being our protector and defender. And, um, and then Chris has a song called Anointing, and um, it's funny because the first time I heard the song, I was kind of like, this is kind of weird. Like, I, you don't really hear a lot of, I mean, I couldn't even think of a song, a worship song that really had the word anointing in it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I was like, what? I, it just seemed just a little bit, not that this song was weird, but just like, this is an unusual message. And um, the whole song is talking about like how basically we can't, we can't do anything apart from God. It's similar to like the moment with um, Moses in the burning bush. And he's, he's saying, um, but God, if your presence doesn't go with me, how are they going to know what separates me from everybody else? Right. And God's saying, my presence will go with you. And I think that's kind of the message of that song is his anointing, his presence. And, and that's what 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 separates it from everything else and i think that's what um even in that going back to the conversation of the cry for authenticity and especially in in people and i think that's something that just for me personally and for our team that we we look for in in, in people and in each other is his presence and 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 can you can you see God? Can you feel God in that person? Yeah. And can you encounter God in that person? And um so I that song is it's I think that's a special song and it's just so different because I don't I can't think of any other songs that so kind of bluntly put it and and even and like I said saying the word anointing um but it is it's just that um we need his presence we need his anointing that's what separates us from the rest of the world Ken Walker Smith. Make sure to check out uh, Jesus Culture's new album, Living with a Fire. It comes out August 31st.
faith tradition is important and not enough. Maybe you're feeling stuck between doubling down on a formula faith, just going through the motions, or jumping ship from the whole thing. In his new book, The Eternal Current, well-known pastor and worship leader Aaron Nequist reveals there's a far more beautiful pathway, one initiated by Christ and reflected in countless Christian traditions through the ages that our modern culture has somehow lost sight of. The Eternal Current embraces our faith traditions while recognizing that belief must be coupled with participation. Learn how to get swept into God's redemptive work in our lives and in the world. The Eternal Current by Aaron Nequist, available wherever books are sold. You're listening to Muramasa and Neo. The song is complicated. Okay, well, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we uh, told you about what's coming up next week, uh, which is Impact mm-hmm. Week here at Relevant. We partnered with Bright Peak uh, Financial to uh, do a week focused on social justice issues and social change. Uh, it starts on Monday, coming up. You're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday. On Monday, all the way through Friday next week, August 27th through the end of the week, we will be going live every day from 9 to 9 Eastern. Uh, we'll be wow. doing uh, Facebook live streaming from the office. We'll be having guests throughout the day. We'll be doing stunts. We'll be doing things. And what we're trying to do each day is raise money for some great causes. The reason why we partner with Bright Peak Financial is they're participating. Every day there will be ways that they will be accelerating the give. There might be challenges one day mm-hmm. um, that for lunch they're, you know, they're going to do this or there might be days where they'll match every dollar you give toward the cause or they might do... There's a, All week there'll be different stuff going on and it's exciting. It's like, why, well, why would I give this week to that? I can give whenever to that, that cause. This week your giving will be amplified and we're wanting to see what will happen when we all come together yeah if we can really move the needle on some great, uh, with some great causes. So um, I'll just tell you before we get into feedback on Monday, we're going to be tackling uh, the issue of domestic hunger and uh, we're partnering with feeding children everywhere. And we will be raising money for domestic uh, feeding programs with that great organization. Uh, We will be doing stuff here in our office, um, like actually packing up meal kits and sending those out. We'll be raising donations all day. Tuesday uh, we're doing a twenty one. We are uh, we're partnering with them on their efforts of rehabilitating girls, freeing them from sef- sex trafficking, and then getting rehabilitated and set up in a new life. We will be raising funds for their programs, which are very expensive. I mean, it is very expensive to get these girls holistically kind of freed. Uh, there's the judicial aspects to it. There's there's health hygiene. There's education, and there's like a, a long period of rehabilitation. So we're going to be partnering with them, helping raise money for their organization. Uh, Christine Kane and, and their team will be joining us throughout the day. Um, Wednesday, we're going to be uh, tackling the issue of re- the refugee crisis and partnering with Preemptive Love Coalition. Yeah, um, They have an amazing uh, ministry. If you don't know Jeremy Courtney and Preemptive Love, go check them out. He's one of my personal Love heroes. Um, they have There's a refugee camp um, outside Syria where there's thousands and thousands of families kind of stuck in a refugee camp. Uh, the funding for the safe zone, which is where uh, the children would go. Um, you know, if you've ever been to one of these tent cities, 
an entire family of six or eight people is in literally a little, you know, tent of, you know, six by six or eight by eight tent. And there's nowhere for the children to go. They're playing in the streets. There's flowing sewer, sewage and stuff like that. So the more long-term refugee camps create these safe spaces where the children can go play, get education and stuff while they're stuck in that system. Well, there's this one massive one outside of Syria that lost its funding. And on Wednesday, we're trying to raise the $40,000 needed to reopen the safe space for these children in this refugee camp outside of Syria. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible. I was talking to the guys uh, at Preemptive Love last week. Um, and, you know, even like right now, it can get like 130 degrees yeah. out oh there. The safe space for these children who are the most susceptible, even to something just as basic as heat. They can go in the air conditioning for a couple of hours, you know, and like, uh, you know, this is literally a, a, a refuge and an oasis in the desert for these children. And like Cameron, you were saying it, it recently lost its funding and this will provide the opportunity. The more people get the more children are going to be able to access the safe zone for longer. I'm really excited that they um, that we're partnering with them for this cause because it's something that is, you know, everyone hears about the, the refugee crisis. So it's all over the news that this should be. Um, but it's rare that you get an opportunity to make an impact mm-hmm. on this level. And, and I'm really grateful for the work they're doing there. On Thursday, we're uh, partnering with uh, World Vision. Uh, Jesse and I went to Somaliland. You heard about that a few months ago. Um, there's a drought. There's a there's a, a crisis happening. There's long term development that is starting, you know, but there's still emergency relief that's needed for millions of people that are uh, suffering from this drought and they're landlocked. Um, so we will be partnering with World Vision for some uh, food and hygiene and medical supplies uh, to get to East Africa. Um, that'll be on Thursday. And on Friday, we'll be partnering with Charity Water to uh, build some clean water wells as well, which will, you know, permanently change yeah. the lives of thousands of people. So each day we have big, Harry audacious goals that we're wanting to achieve. Bright Peak's going to help accelerate it. We are very optimistic and excited about it. If you know our history, though, mm-hmm. the way we've raised money in the past was we made Jesse do psychological endurance challenges. That's right. <laughs> and so we're not going to sit there and do a telethon and just like, you know, yeah. show you the, the, the video that makes you cry and all that kind of stuff. Anybody can do that. Not yeah, everybody. We'll probably be doing some of that, yeah, but not, not only. Right? Yeah, not, <laughs> we're doing a twist. Not anybody. Not, not everybody oh, will listen days. to Nickelback all week to raise right. money and stuff. Put themselves through the ringer. So last week on the podcast, we were telling you about Impact Week coming up again. It's next week, starting Monday, um, and we wanted your suggestions for stunts, psychological endurance challenges, or challenges that you would like to see us take on that will prompt you to give. We don't want you to sit back and watch it. We want. If we're doing this stuff, you're opening up your checkbook or your wallet or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, or who yeah, has a checkbook anymore? I, I had a devious. Yeah, idea. Okay, continue the question. We can. I'm going to read one and have a devious spinoff idea on it. So it's things like if you give X number of dollars, then Annie will do X. Things like yeah. that. So that was what we asked you about. Um, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also uh, posted on the podcast episode page last week. We have been going <laughs> through them. And crossing them off the list and saying no to most of them. It's too far. It's too far. I don't want to get banned from Facebook. That will actually get us banned. Zuckerberg don't play. He don't play anymore. You know. All right. So here's some of our favorites. Okay. So Angela Smith tweeted this one, and I like her idea, and I'm not opposed to it. But I have a twist on it. Her words. I'm going to read her tweet. 
uh, word for word, two words, body waxing. Every $2,000, basically an appendage, uh, <gasps> a leg, an arm, half a back, chest, underarm, and neck. You could easily make 20 grand. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That's I don't disagree. A full body waxing. But... In my mind, like that's just that's like the scene in like Forty Year Old Virgin, you know, which yeah. is funny, yeah. but like the payoff is really only while the waxing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's only watching the strip get pulled off and watching that agony, mm. you know, because at the end of it, you just have a smooth person from the neck down, <laughs> which isn't that satisfying. It's just a smooth man, assuming well, it's a man, because back was in there. I don't think there's a lot of Jesse. Do you remember? I just I just rewatched that movie recently. <laughs> he had like blood spots coming through his shirt for like the next hours. You know, yeah, of, yeah. of the movie. It, well, in the moment, it's satisfied, and I don't disagree that people would donate to see people see that inflicted on someone. But here's what I think would be much more funny if we're talking the removal of body hair, <laughs> which we are. That's where we're at, folks. Um, here we are. We're talking body hair removal. I think we 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 have someone whoever has the thickest eyebrows on staff. Um, well, no, here here's the thing. I think it's you. It's like, it's you. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I have to. There's I some think, pretty thick eyebrows. Yeah, I think it's I probably really Jordan. think it's you. I think Jordan has thick eyebrows. Oh, uh, Jordan, does have pretty Jordan has thick, thick eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's how it works. Okay. Um, if it hits a certain price point, we it, you know let's say it's twenty thousand dollars. Jordan sits in a chair, and there is a vote on an emotion, right? So it could be anger. It could be compassion. It could be joy. It could be surprise. Oh, you're that emotion, we will shave into his eyebrows. So the goal is... So shaving it, not waxing it. Oh, no. No, no. We pick pick the emotion, and we are challenged with making it look like he is always in that emotion just by removing eyebrow hair. What do you guys think? Sculpting an emotion. That's That's horrible, and I think we should for sure do it. So so when it's done, he has to look, like, surprised or angry, you know, whatever it is. Like, I feel like angry would be the easiest, because you just kind of shape them at a downward slope. But I'm willing to get creative here, and if if we need one of those makeup pencils to punch it up. May be the easiest, but also it's not something we see on the average day. So it still would be hugely entertaining. I mean, I mean, but what do you guys think about pitching that? I feel like a lot of people would give. They'd be like, you know, that refugee camp thing you sounded like is pretty cool. Maybe I can give like a hundred bucks. But this guy is going to have a semi permanent. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he'll do you know, it. I don't think uh, we'd get a volunteer. So yeah, that's a commitment. He's got right a girlfriend there. and stuff. I don't think he'll do it. Well, I mean, I, if he's got a girlfriend, thing. that's easier than if he didn't. I think it's tenuous, though. I think it's that's tenuous. What are the other Man, emotions right. that you could do other than other than uh, surprised and angry? Like, what are some of the other uh, ones? Um, uh, compassionate. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, <laughs> that would be good. Like, try to make what, what try to make like, like a, try to make empathetic eyebrows right now. You could probably <laughs> shape. Or maybe, shape. I mean, maybe also we, could, we <laughs> could just look at emojis. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, Jesse, I do think you really need to clarify if you're saying shaving or if you're saying waxing, because shaving will be back to its normal eyebrows in four days. Waxing will be weak. It depends on weeks. it depends on the tier of donation the that people of money? give. Okay. Yeah, if wow. we get the six way, figures, I don't know how we do. But is there a way to do the people's eyebrow, the, the Dwayne Johnson look, the one eyebrow? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't quite know. I how I feel it like works. the Rock should be an option. Yeah, I think I like where you're going. Sure. Figure it out. Where there's a will, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is easy. After we we're going to need to is what we always say. We're going to need to factor in the price of a professional eyebrow shaper. I'm sure there's dozens of them at salons around. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Barrow wrote in uh, that we should find an open mic night and have Jesse Carey do covers of his 
favorite David Blaine tricks until they kick him out. <laughs> I'd be oh, willing to, awesome. but I will not last long because <laughs> there's a high level of complexity. I haven't been practicing, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go to an open mic night and humiliate myself and maybe get beat up by a bouncer. I think the goal will be to be thrown out like Uncle Phil and DJ Chassie Jeff at the end of the game. Just, you know, <laughs> toss me out in the street, but I'd be willing. I am totally willing to do that if, if, we can shave Jordan's eyebrows into <laughs> the rock face. Which I feel like it's pretty fair. Um, it's pretty I don't fair. think we should fill the whole week with these because that's gross. But Kylie had a great idea to do um, get some of Jim Baker's emergency meal buckets and have people eating those. Oh. I don't want to do a whole week of eating challenges because that's like so stay gross. Stay uh, Annie, that's actually happening. That one's stay happening? Tuned. We have purchased... Yeah. Kylie the, Daniel, well done, Kylie. We have purchased the Fiesta yeah. bucket. And, oh yeah, the Fiesta pail. That's the one she yeah, mentioned. Yeah, we will we will be having a celebratory fiesta, <laughs> fiesta. of eating the the uh, apocalypse rations uh, yeah. on one of the days if we hit a wow. certain uh, price level. Of wow. If you've ever Jim wondered Baker what saw that saw that saw that sale and was like, somebody, I've really pulled the wool out from somebody's <laughs> eyes over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a thousand dollars worth of Fiesta. Can pails. I tell you a little pro tip? A little pro tip on the bucket on the apocalyptic rations. If you go to yeah. Jim Baker's ministry website, you know you think that the bucket's going to be a proprietary blend with the Jim Baker ministry logo on it. That's what I expected. No, it's somebody else, right? No, it's a normal. Other brand yeah, of bucket I'm looking at of food, them up. and he so just marks them up. It was, it was like the problem was, it was like eighty five dollars for a bucket, fifteen dollars for shipping, and I'm going. I don't know if it's going to get here in time. I don't know what the shipping is. They're not saying it's like right. a flat rate. We need to make sure it's here. Pop it over to Amazon, to put in the same name, same bucket, no. same food like is available bucks. for fifty dollars, oh. <gasps> free prime shipping. Jim Baker's. Yeah, buying a, it basically racket, from Amazon, jacking up the price. He's <laughs> getting ninety bucks. Amazon's people. getting fifty Genius. bucks. Yeah. So, with, so I'm guessing you ended up buying it from Amazon. He's, oh yeah, he's absolutely. The, he's we didn't the want Elon to support Musk that ministry. Come on. If you've ever wondered what it's like to to if if people will be having a fiesta during the tribulation during the seven years. Between the rapture and the rise of Nicholas Carpathia, this is what the fiestas are going to be like. People are still going to be fiesting. Right. That's the thing. Right. Like, sure, all the Christians have been zapped from the earth right. and locusts are, are, are taking over and the seas have turned to blood. Right. But sure. But we can people still, still, it's still, it's still, still, hey, it's still May 5th. If he takes away our ability yeah. to fiesta, then he has truly won. Yeah. Then Satan's reign is truly complete on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep the things that are important. The, listen, the Antichrist is bad but you can't stop people from how many did you get because it said a 30 day yeah we got one big bucket for 30 days and pretty much everybody in the office will join us for the fiesta oh man we will not be eating it for 30 days we will have one massive fiesta Tyler this is when we're sorry we don't live in Orlando or slash really glad we don't live in Orlando (laughs) whatever the opposite of sorry is (laughs) I've just seen I've just seen the pale white horse of death descend from the clouds (laughs) ushering in the next wave of of trials that's Snooky you're just looking out the window that's Snooky pop the fiesta bucket (laughs) Jesse in my mind it's about three hours after the fiesta that we see the pale white horse of death descend oh on us. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when the rivers run with blood. Ew, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> <you guys. laughs> oh, okay, this one is another dietary one and it kind of goes off what we talked about, which we still need to do. 
It's called The Loafing Around. Donations of a certain, and this is from Doug, by the way. Donations of certain levels allow people to name ingredients that Annie will loaf together. When the donations hit a certain level, a cast member must be forced to eat the loaf. Um, what could, I mean, I feel like that's, that's pretty relatively obtainable. Uh, yeah. You know, we'd have to figure out a way for you to loaf and get the right. loaf. We're assuming a lot about know, the loafing Annie. knowledge of the, of the relevant podcast listenership. Yeah. I have no idea. You can't I, imagine how often I get tagged in loaf ideas these days on the internet. I, stay, I get tagged in them. Yeah, this yeah, is I'm, not getting, my I'm thing. getting frequently loafed. They just assume everybody in Nashville likes loafing. Uh, <laughs> Katie McDonald, Katie McDonald said that we need to lock Jesse in a room full of diffusers, all diffusing at one time every essential oil scent sold on the market. We see how long until he either passes out or taps oh, out. Oh. Every few hours, uh, Chandler runs in with a gas mask to refill the oils. <laughs> yeah, Jess, I down. think that's dangerous, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'd be willing to put my health at risk for this. I, Wait, you know, I thought they were supposed to be super why, healthy. To disprove all this, you know, this is, this is a David Blaine type of thing. And my goal is to disprove all this, you know, mojo. Theoretically, I should leave there, right? Like having superhuman. expelled every illness from my body. Right. If the if the oil <laughs> salesmen are you correct, would, uh, leave I should leave the chamber. Man. Yeah. Oh my god! Essentially, We're not going to call it that. Be glowing a little bit. I should be glowing. I should. This should give me. This should be like the Spider Man thing we were talking about. I should leave there as a Superman <laughs> who not only is impervious right. to illness, but is also able to sell my friends <laughs> very expensive kits. Oil man. Hey, how, and even friends I haven't spoken to in years, and I just slid into their DMs on Facebook. I will be gifted those abilities how? for this oil experiment. I'm sitting. Oil. I'm sitting in a you know a sixteen by sixteen room with glass doors right now. How much are these oils? Oh, we could do that room. That for sure, the recording room would work. I mean, how much is a diffuser? If we got like fifteen diffusers going with fifteen oils, and Jesse had to broadcast oh, from man. the closed podcast studio. Oh my gosh, studio. Jesse, you would be so sick. He'd get so sick, Cameron. I hey, I, I will detox with end times. <laughs> <fiesta missions. laughs> you just see that they will absorb. The they the will finish line. <laughs> yeah. I will absorb it all within times bucket tacos. If it will we, be fine. I like oh this idea. We could make this like a clouded room of 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 uh, mm-hmm. yeah. diffused. I mean, I can't oils. imagine you'd have to buy diffusers, Cameron. I think you could just ask the women in your church to borrow some. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of diffusers in Christendom that you do not need but, but, to purchase. But what we need to do is this is a sacrilege joke, but we need to tie a bell on my ankles, and that way you, you know if I passed out. Like, like the pre. I'm not saying that's the holy holies. I'm saying that's what they did to know if you passed out in the Old yeah, Testament. Yeah, yeah. And Chandler can be there listening for the bell. It'll be like around my neck, and when I collapse, he can just drag me out, drag me out, and have like fresh oxygen. Take me, take me to an oxygen bar. I bet if we got 15 to 20 diffuse and 15 to 20 different oils. Yeah. Jesse would be changed. Something's going to change. We need, we need that and we need a rabbi and we'll be good to go. He can help pull me out. I like it. Okay. How about this? Think about this. Every uh, tier, you know, every thousand dollars given another oil gets started. 
Like, oh. yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. This is like a live, like, That's Facebook really, live. Yeah. Yeah. Really I feel like Chandler has to be in me, but he has to look like Walt and Jesse in that hazmat suit, like, igniting the, the oils. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yellow yeah. We'll get a hazmat suit. Yeah, we'll get a Breaking Bad hazmat suit. Chandler will come in and light another, start another oil going, and we'll just be bro- broadcasting from a room, yeah. and you want to see more going... Keep giving. I like that. I mean, that. that's yeah. a pretty big room that y'all are in to fill well, with diffusers. I'm just saying. I don't it's a, know. You're going to have to up the diffuser number or shrink the room. It's going to smell for the next two years. Oh, forever. It's going to oh, smell. It's, but I mean, it's for it's a good back call, in the I studio. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of hard services back here. I mean, I don't think there's It'll not a lot to the foam. Oh, I know. Yeah. You don't even have the AFD hung up in there anymore. So heartbreaking. Oh, no. We have a ton of acoustic foam in here. That will absolutely trap it. Okay. Yeah, is there any right way? Up. Yeah. Is there any there way? Are other like, rooms. There yeah, are other there's rooms a very small room, too. It would be like securing a web camera in like the phone booth room, Cameron, which is oh. that room. The one diffuser would hotbox that oh. thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we do. Going. We have a Skype <laughs> room. Actually, what we're doing is hotboxing how, you with how oils. How tight is the seal on it, though? That's the <laughs> yeah. question. The ceiling is. Uh, no, the, the seal, like around the door. Oh, no, so it's, it's not tight. Out. It's like a farm door, barn door right, thing that right. slides oh, over. So funny. I mean, but we can put yeah. towels rolled up underneath it and close yeah. off the that seal. Some wet towels. I'm t- hey, that we could hotbox that room with oh, essential oil. Easily, easily. And just have like a mounted camera and just, you know, I could see, I would see how long I can take it. You can it, just get you work know? done. You, you Bring your laptop yeah, in there. Yeah, you're going to have the most the- successful day of your career because your mind is going to be so clear. Yeah, it's it's all fun and games. So I'm like projectile vomiting lavender extract what or I'm whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever you're diffusing me with. We'll let our snake oil in there. Are we going to do a different there? oil in each? That would be awful. In each diffuser? Is yeah. that what we're saying? Is yeah. every $1,000 hit? Yeah. We start a new a oil? new oil. Yeah, for a different symptom or a different benefit you're gonna live for jesse will come out superhuman if I, all I'm, I'm down i i think i will if all I the think, 24 yeah, year old christian women are right have figured out is a way for me it would be like wolverine i'll be like quick healing at that point you know <laughs> and, and and i'll be able i'll be able to like invite a lot of friends over for very compelling classes about my new expertise i love it i love every part of it you know let's do it uh-huh. let's do it i'll uh, diffuse myself well listen, yeah. there's a lot more ideas that i came from i think you guys should all go uh check it out and maybe we'll put yeah, some up for the vote maybe we'll put up some like a vote or something online i think that's a good idea yeah we should Hey, who's Jordan? Who's Jordan's best bud in the office that could talk? Probably him into JD. This? I could talk him into it. I'm very influential. I, I think it needs to be done casually. I think he can't know we're up to something. So what needs to happen is like he needs to walk by JD's computers, and JD is just looking through like Google image search results of like fancy eyebrows, and he's like, "Oh, what you doing? Oh, I'm just checking out some <laughs> Wait, eyebrows." Does, does he have to give permission? I mean, can he just? Can we just pull him into You're a fired. room on the live uh, cam and, uh, and do yeah, it right there? Uh, you're talking about like f- hold him down and do it. <laughs> No, I mean, just kind of bamboozle him. Let's just bamboozle hey, him. And he. Could we create like a fake BuzzFeed page where it says all the guys are doing this crazy new <laughs> eyebrow shaving thing? Dads would fall for that. I don't girls know. Girls are super will. into it. And they, they, they look really good. Like, photo, like Brad Pitt, <laughs> Pete Davidson, all the biggest <laughs> celebrities, right? Better, better idea. We, we find out the, the level of diffuses that causes someone to go unconscious. I'm willing to like put myself in there. <laughs> then we trick Jordan into making a phone call in that room and start the diffusers he's out we slide in and and just do it while he's unconscious uh-huh. on uh essential oils it's a flawless plan well, you know sure yeah. yeah 
Can you get Sounds just great. like really high concentration of oils and like put it into a dart form, like just blow dart him across the desk? We just cannot pop, blow dart anybody for a he's good out. cause. <laughs> we have plausible deniability. Well, we'll be like, really Jordan, good I don't believe it, man. The oils made your eyebrows fall out in a really weird way. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> in a really weird that. shape. <laughs> weird, man. Weird. Didn't say anything about that on the box. I don't know how that happened. I think Daz, I feel like we can always, I mean, I don't know what Daz's eyebrows look like, but I feel like he's usually up for it. Oh, no. We can always get Daz. I, yeah. yeah. They're, pretty, they're probably really blonde. Wispy blonde and wispy. Uh, we need something kind of thick and blonde, dark. Yeah. yeah. We need cat. Yeah. We need real. We, we need, need Jesse, we need yours it. are really. No, nothing you, Daz. you have I like strong Daz. brows, in, in order for this to work, we need a couple of really big does, caterpillars yeah. up there, if you know what I'm saying. That's the only <laughs> way this is working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, there's a lot more that came from. Go check it out. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. Well, on a completely different note than Impact Week, which makes no sense because we really want to focus on Impact Week. But, you know, Jesse's on vacation. So for this week's question of the week, uh, he was telling us some of his exploits that he's already seen only being in the Jersey Shore for two days. Mm-hmm. He saw an airborne <laughs> fist pu- double, double fist pump in the wild. <laughs> in the wild. That's impressive. Yeah. In the wild. Um, and, and, and much, much more. Uh, we want to know the strangest thing or funniest thing or oddest thing you've ever seen on vacation. Everybody's had something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast, or you can post your longer stories of the f- weirdest thing you ever saw or experienced on vacation on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. We'll read our favorites next week. Uh, next week, when we read our favorites, we will be broadcasting live. Uh, we'll do our normal podcasts, but if you tune in live dur- during the week, you will see us recording the podcast. We're, we're going to do kind of a uh, like what is that inception where you can kind of like see in the mm-hmm. dream thing you will see yeah. us doing the podcast which you will then hear later it's yeah. not gonna be like the live show it's gonna be a normal thing you'll see us stop start you'll see me not be prepared you'll see the whole thing <laughs> um. <laughs> you'll see you'll see an unconscious body of designer Jordan dragged into the room and oh. uh, unwillingly shaved it's gonna be a fit, great great show we'll have it popped up like a uh, weekend of Bernie's just in the corner over there yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man hey tune in next week for impact week uh follow relevant on facebook we'll be going facebook live uh throughout the week follow us on instagram we'll be doing behind the scenes stories um follow us on twitter you'll be seeing the updates of like when guests are joining us and when the challenges are happening and updates throughout the days and set aside if you're married talk to your Partner, if you're single, set aside money next week. Maybe yeah. make a sacrifice. Don't go to Starbucks all week or do something yeah. to f- participate. Yeah. And think about a way you can participate every day. Like, don't like give everything on Monday and then not have anything to give to the other causes. Um, pace yourself. Yeah. And, hold on, and hold frankly, off on ordering the Ariana Grande this week and have a garage sale. <laughs> order, order, the order the Ariana Grande. Order the Ariana Every little bit helps. But seriously, like maybe this weekend, go through your closet and take some of your good quality stuff down to mm-hmm. one of those resale shops and, and get mm-hmm. some extra money. Um, or, you know, the, find, everybody has something that they can do to it's sacrificially to part, give. It's time to part with that duster, yeah. that, that floor length. <laughs> Sweet duster. But it's, it's time. So cool. As long as you've got a backup duster. 
when I was, uh, when I last week, when I was trying to raise money for the hood to coast race, I'm doing, uh, as you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, I will be on my way to Portland for the hood to coast race. Um, I, I, I'm a procrastinator and I forgot to put up my fundraising page until the week before the race. I mean, people were like fundraising for months. Right. And so I, last week I put it out and, and, and I, um, my big pitch was please give like, like be painfully generous because I am having to go through so much pain and like make my pain <laughs> worth it. And you be painfully generous. And I'm saying the same thing for impact week, be painfully generous next week. Uh, give sacrificially yeah. participate. We, we will all be participating as well. All of us will be giving. Uh, and like I said, why give next week to these causes? Because bright peak is going to be partnering with us and amplifying and accelerating the, uh, the financial give. And it's going to be a week where we really want to move the needle. So join us. Many thanks to Kim Walker Smith for joining us. The uh, very timely titled "Living with a Fire" album drops Cameron. on August third. What well, timely is not a judgment. It's just it's timely. No, all right. Hot. Yeah, coming in hot. <laughs> Literally, "Living with a Fire" uh, drops on August thirty first. Uh, four the first four singles are out now. Go check them out. They're great. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Kim Walker Smith. Hey, the new issue of Relevant, uh, we just got the, the September issue in the mail, uh, it is, which means it's shipping now to subscribers. Um, next week during Impact Week, we will reveal it to you. It's a very exciting issue. And we have, this is the first time ever, we have um, an artist on the cover, a, a great story with them, which I learned a lot about them that I did not know. And they're one of my favorite yeah. artists. We have a ton of audio and video and multimedia experiences that we will be rolling out throughout the month, coinciding with this cover story. It's going to be really exciting um, uh, what we get to start rolling out next week during Impact Week about the new issue of Relevant. Check it out. If you want to get it, subscribe now. RelevantMagazine.com is a great deal going on. And throughout Impact Week, we will have uh, great subscription deals happening uh, as well. So make sure to check out RelevantMagazine.com if you haven't gotten the magazine, do it. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Friday when Craig Rochelle joins us and Science Mike sits in for the entire episode. Don't miss it. Friday's episode. See you then. listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe You drive through the toll booth coming over the bridge here, and they jail you. Relevant Podcast Network.